The Productive Woman, Episode 381. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about some simple tips for getting your space organized and how doing so will benefit you. You'll find a few links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 381. This episode is brought to you by the University of California at Irvine Division of Continuing Education. One way you can support your career-related goals is through continuing education. According to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, continuing education correlates to higher income, and it also can open doors to networking opportunities, better job opportunities, and career progression. And that's why I'm pleased to partner with and recommend the University of California at Irvine Division of Continuing Education as a resource for you. UCIDCE has been serving the lifelong learning and skills development needs of the local, regional, and global community for over 50 years. UCIDCE offers more than 80 career-focused programs in areas like business, leadership, tech, education, engineering, health sciences, law, finance, and more. Some of their programs can prepare individuals to sit for industry certifications or provide continuing education credit toward recertification. What's great about UCIDCE is that courses are offered on a quarterly basis No formal application is required to enroll, and enrollment is open to everyone. When you join their program, you can learn from instructors who are practicing professionals with extensive relevant industry experience. So you're getting really good hands-on kinds of learning from that. You'll gain practical skills that can be applied immediately on the job. To learn more about UCIDCE programs and how they might serve you for your goals this year, visit ce.uci.edu slash learn now. That's all one word that learn now. That's ce.uci.edu slash learn now. And there will be a link for this in the show notes. So if you're driving and can't remember the uh, URL, you can find it there. All right, let's get into our topic for this week. You know, at the beginning of every year, a lot of us start thinking about getting organized. It's a a goal that a lot of us think about as the new year starts. It has been on my mind recently, partly because between surgery in December, a very, very busy year end for my law practice, and then getting sick right after the first of the year, I have just been feeling like things have gotten completely out of control. My my home, my office, my routines, just nothing. I feel very kind of out of control and disorganized. So these days I've really felt that urge to kind of get things back under control and get organized. And it got me thinking about the whole concept of organization. I thought I'd share a few thoughts with you that might be helpful. So this week, we'll be specifically looking at getting our space organized. And and then in a later episode this month, I thought we'd talk about getting 
our time and our commitments organized. So let's get into it. I, I thought I'd start with looking at what it means to get organized. You know me, I, I care about defined terms. Uh, it's the lawyer in me, I guess. So I thought we'd start with looking at what it means to get organized and why it matters that we do. So first of all, what does it mean actually to get organized? I looked at a couple of different resources here that I thought were interesting. The Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary defines organized or to get organized as to arrange one's things or one's affairs so they can be dealt with effectively. And I really liked that definition. Um, getting organized is about getting things arranged so that we can deal with them effectively. It's not about getting rid of things or, you know, making things look Pinterest worthy, but being able to deal with the things in our life in an effective way so we can accomplish those things that we care about, right? Uh, one blog post on the Blue Key World website, and I'll link to this in the show notes because it was a really good post. The writer there said this, Genuine organization is taking control of disorder, getting a grip on the chaos and the mess, and doing something about it. Arranging disorder into something coherent and logical is what it means to organize. And I really liked that. Um, taking control of disorder in our lives, getting a grip on the chaos and the mess, and doing something about it. I thought that was a great way of saying it. A blogger named Cindy Rushton said this in a post that she has on her site. She said, being organized means that you are overcoming the hindrances that keep you from doing all you need to do. So that's what's so great about getting organized. That's what it's about. It's not about creating, again, a Pinterest-worthy organization system or making our shelves look all perfect or whatever. It's about getting control of the disorder, getting things under control in a way that overcomes whatever is hindering you from doing the things that you need and want to do. It's important to note that having a space that's clean and neat is not the same thing as being organized. As Nina of the Almost Practical website has said, any good cleaning service can create a neat and tidy space. But what you need to do to get organized is to create a system that you will come to rely upon. So she's differentiating between having things kind of neat and tidy and having things organized. Being organized is about having a system for, you know, this week we're talking about our space, the stuff we have in our space, so that uh, we can rely on that system to be able to find the things we need when we need them and so on. So that's what getting organized is about. What are the benefits of it? Well, there are a lot of them. Uh, first of all, you'll save time because you're going to spend less time looking for things you can't find, and you can work more efficiently in organized space. And whether work means you know cooking dinner or actually working like in your office space, either way, you're going to be able to be more efficient and waste less time in a space that's well-organized. So you save time. It also reduces stress, partly the stress of not being able to put your hands on something you need, but also well-organized space fosters a sense of calm, that feeling that things are under control, especially if you've also decluttered, which we'll talk about a little bit here in a minute. 
The third benefit is that your space, and again, this is whether you're talking about your home, your your workspace, or wherever, it feels more spacious and welcoming when it's not cluttered with disorganized piles of things. Uh, Number four, you can be more productive in the sense of accomplishing more of the things that matter to you. And this, again, is because you are losing less time and you're able to focus more because your stress has been reduced. So you're going to be able to be more productive, get the things done that matter to you. Being more well-organized also is a confidence booster. From the post I mentioned earlier on the Blue Key World blog, uh, that writer said, on the inside, when it comes to your mental health, keeping an organized lifestyle gives you the motivation and momentum to continue being productive and put forward the effort to get the rest of your life in gear. Once you establish that structure to your life, you reduce the stress of feeling like you don't have things under control. This lets you become a more confident version of yourself. That post also, the the writer also said, reducing that feeling of being overwhelmed by the mess allows you to be more productive. An organized environment is a calmer environment and one that promotes the energy to take tasks head on. You'll be able to exercise your skills more efficiently with the clutter out of your space and out of your head. And with all that time you save by not having to scramble and find things, you'll have more time to spend on things that are more important to you. And I think that really summarizes well what the main benefits are of getting organized. So for the next few minutes, I thought I'd share just some basic tips for getting organized. And and this week, again, we're specifically thinking about getting your space and your stuff organized. We'll talk about uh, getting our time, our commitments, our, our work organized in a later episode. And so just five or six tips, some things to think about to help you get organized and mostly these don't cost any money. It's a matter of investing a little bit of time. A lot of times when we think about getting our space organized or our stuff organized, you know, the inclination is to want to run off to the container store or Target or somewhere and buy a bunch of bins and and containers to put things in. But there, and you can spend a lot of money doing that, but it's not necessarily going to solve the problem if you haven't taken some of the other steps first. And so I want to talk about just some simple things we can do that will help us in this task of getting organized for all the reasons we just talked about. And the first tip I have to say is to purge. Purge things that you no longer need, use, or love. And The reason is obvious, I think. The less stuff you have, the less you have to organize, clean, store, and maintain. So starting by purging what, you know, a lot of people talk about decluttering a space, getting rid of the things that you don't use, the things that are broken, the things that are annoying because they don't work right, can be a great first step to getting organized. Doing this step, the purging part, before you organize will save you time and money because you will have fewer bins, baskets, and boxes to buy, so that's going to save you money, and you'll have fewer things to organize, which will save you time. So starting with this step uh, is, I think, really important. 
And I, I would suggest starting with the, the easy things to purge, the things that are broken or stained or damaged, whether you're talking about clothing or kitchen tools or anything else in your life. And we'll talk about a, a system for doing that in another episode. And in fact, I'll, I'll put links to episodes where we've talked about it in the past. But start with wh whatever space you're kind of going through to declutter pull out the trash, the, the obvious trash, you know, old papers, receipts that you don't need to keep, stained clothing, torn clothing, things that don't fit you, kitchen tools that don't work, any of that sort of stuff, video games that you don't have a player for anymore. All that kind of stuff is, is an easy thing. You could get rid of the trash, donate the things that, that are still in good shape, but that you don't need or want or love. Uh, and that's another key suggestion for the purging step of this is to have a plan for where you're going to take those things that you purge. I mean, the, the damaged, broken things, it's obvious you're just going to trash those or recycle them if you can. But what about the things that are in good condition that you're not going to keep? Have a plan for where those are going to go. So for instance, clothing, your clothing could go to a thrift store or to an organization that serves women who are maybe coming out of um, a rehabilitation center and, and looking to get a new job or, you know, some sort of, there are lots of organizations that serve women who've been in difficult circumstances and your gently used clothing that no longer serves you may be exactly what one of those women needs. So that's a great place to take clothing. Towels, old towels could go to an animal shelter. A lot of times they are looking for those. So check with your local animal shelters to see if they would have a use for old towels, for instance. If you've got toys that you're purging, toys that your kids have outgrown or no longer enjoy, there's lots of different places where you could take those. Maybe there's a, a Ronald McDonald house near a, a local hospital that um, could use some you know, good quality toys that simply your kids have outgrown or a church daycare or a shelter for abused women who have their children with them. Uh, there's lots of places like that where you could take things, toys. You know, if you're purging books to your church library or to the, you know, community library. But the, the point is to think about it ahead of time. Where are you going to take the things that you're purging from your stuff and have a plan in mind so that they don't just pile up somewhere. I routinely keep a box in our garage. We have an, a garage attached to the house and I keep a big box out there where we can put things to donate as we come across them. So even if I'm not actively doing a decluttering process, sometimes you're, you know, going through something, doing something in the house, and you come across an item that you think, we don't need this, we haven't used this in years, or, or whatever it is, and we'll just put that out in that box in the garage. And then when that box is full, it goes into either the trunk of my car or into my husband's truck to be dropped off at a donation site the next time we go out. So having a plan in place and make it easy for yourself to um, donate those things to kind of get them out of your space. So anyway, those are some, a few thoughts about this, this first step for getting organized, which is to purge the things that you no longer use and love and make more space in your home. 
Another tip for getting organized is to use an approach to organization that works for you and your schedule. There are lots of experts out there that have different ideas and and systems and approaches to organizing your home. And I don't think there's any one system that works for everybody. So use something that works for you as far as getting your stuff organized. For instance, there is the KonMari method, which is very popular. Lots of people talk about that. This this is a method developed by Marie Kondo based on kind of a Japanese um, aesthetic, and she popularized it in her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which I've talked about in the past. There's some great stuff in that book. Her approach, kind of oversimplified and summarized, is to gather every single item in a specific category from everywhere in your home all into one pile and one, you know, you pick a, a, a workspace, you bring all of it in there, and then you go through the pile and touch each item and ask yourself if it sparks joy. And again, I'm oversimplifying her system, but the the key element of it is that if you are, say, um, you're going to organize your your books. You go around your home and you get every single book in the house, no matter what room it's in, you bring it all into one place, stack it all up, and then you go through each book, you touch each book and decide whether to keep it or and then where you're going to put it. And a lot of this would apply kind of to the, the previous step, the purge step, but it's also about organizing. She talks a lot about that in her book as well. And there's something great to be said about this approach because you have everything in that category all in one space. You can see exactly what you have and start to categorize it and organize it, purge the things that you realize you don't need anymore, and then you know find a space for it. It, it, it has its downsides because it it's one of those things get worse before they get better kind of things because if you're bringing, you know, if you're doing clothing and you bring every single item of clothing for every person in your all into one space, that's a Herculean task in a household with more than one person in it. And that can feel pretty overwhelming. But if that works for you, it's a great approach. And I recommend that you, you know, you read her book and get the, the specifics of her system to see if that will work for you. Uh, another approach, though, might be a modified KonMari. And, and maybe instead of getting, you know, say all the books in the entire house and bringing them all into one pile, you just go through all the books in a single room. Or you, you know, you do it in stages instead of doing everything all in one pile. And still use that, her her tips or her approach of touching each item and thinking about whether it brings joy. And, you know, you could expand that concept of bringing joy to, you know, do you love this thing? Do you use it regularly? Is it the, you know, the best tool for whatever it is you're using it for? Lots of questions you can ask yourself about a a particular item in using this modified KonMari method. Another approach would be, be maybe to go room by room. So instead of trying, you know, by categories of items, you're going to do organize one room at a time. 
And that can be a great way to do it. it. It's less disruptive of the whole house. You can kind of corral the the chaos while you're going through and reorganizing. If you want to use this approach, you could consider either starting with the room that's giving you the most trouble, um, that you, you really feel like needs to be organized first, or another approach would be to start with a room that you can do pretty quickly to get a quick win. So uh, if you've got, I don't know, maybe your guest room that, you know, needs some organization, but you can get it done pretty quickly and get that, um, get some momentum going because you've pretty quickly gotten that, that room organized in, in a way that serves you and your guests. And uh, that can be some motivation then to go on to the next task. Another approach that maybe will work better for your schedule, depending on, you know, what time you have available for an organizing project would be to do time blocked organizing. And by that, I mean, you would block out time on your calendar to work on your organization project. And what that time would be really depends on the time that's available to you. If you work full time during the week, maybe you can set aside an hour each Saturday morning to to devote to the purging and the organizing of your space. Or maybe you can give 30 minutes each day, or maybe you've got bigger chunks of time. Whatever, whatever works for your calendar, for your schedule, you actually block out the time on your calendar and you say this, instead of saying, I'm going to, you know, work until this room is done, Instead, you're going to say, I've got an hour to work on it. I'm going to get as much done in that hour as I can, and then I'll pick up where I left off the next time that I have set aside. And the key then is to when the time comes, whatever that time is that you've blocked out for your organization project, set a timer and work on whichever area you've identified that you're going to spend the time on. And when the timer goes off, you're done. And I think that works uh, well for a lot of us who have, you know, other commitments, whether it's a, a full-time job or we're t- taking care of children or whatever. Uh, sometimes this time-blocked approach to organizing is one that will work for us. One quick tip uh, f- regarding however you're approaching this is when you are starting an organization session, be prepared with some basic supplies. Uh, Maybe a a notepad and a pen to jot down as you realize you need some materials or an organization bin or something, a tape measure to measure uh, your storage spaces or or, uh, so that you can buy the right size of, of storage solutions, but also have you need at least three containers, kind of big containers. You need a trash bag for things that you're going to just dispose of, a box for items that are going to be donated, and then a box or a basket. uh, And I would suggest just grab a laundry basket for things that belong somewhere else. What this last item does, it avoids the distraction that can come if you have to leave the room to put something away. So as you're working through a space organizing it, purging, doing, you know, what that project, you'll come across something that doesn't belong in that room. It belongs in a different room. And 
if you're like me, if you leave the room to go put that thing where it belongs, then you see something else that needs to be done. And, and next thing you know, you're off working on something else and you haven't finished the project you started on. So instead of that, having a laundry basket there or a prettier basket, if you have one, you just, anytime you come across something that belongs in a different space, you just toss it in that basket and then you save, you know, five minutes at the end of your work session to just take that basket around to put the, the whatever's in it in the room where it belongs in. And that way you've been able to stay focused on the space you decided to organize and, and don't get distracted. So those are just a, a few quick thoughts. I will put links in the show notes for this episode for uh, episodes that we've talked in more detail about the process of decluttering and organizing uh, that we'll get into more specifics. So we've talked about purging as the first step, an important step to getting organized. Uh, the second tip being to use an approach to getting organized that works for you, your personality, and your schedule. The third thing that I would suggest is as you organize a particular space, sort things by categories. So it's always a good idea when you are organizing a particular space and the things that are in it. Say you're, you've decided you're going to organize your linen closet, as an example. Take everything out of that space and, and sort it by category. What kind of, you know, if, if it's in your linen closet, maybe you have one stack for towels and a stack for queen size sheets and a stack of twin size sheets. And depending on what else you have in there, a, you know, a stack of cleaning supplies, uh, games, if those got stuck in there, but sort everything by category. And of course, then while you have everything out is a great time to kind of clean the space out, uh, you know, just with a, a, a cloth and whatever cleaning solutions you like. And then look at these categories, these piles of things that you've pulled out and think about what you've got there. By sorting them by categories, it lets you see how many of each item or type of item you have. You may be able to get let go of a few of them because you have more than you need. And then as you put things back where they belong, you can store like items together. This is really important for things like your kitchen utensils or medications or various personal care items that maybe if you're reorganizing your bathroom cabinets. So you'll put skincare items in one shelf and hair care items in another, cosmetics in one drawer, that sort of thing. It can also be useful when you're organizing books and think about how you want to organize them, whether by the type of book, fiction or nonfiction, maybe. I, I try to put all my nonfiction together and all my fiction books in another set of shelves. Or maybe you sort them by subject matter if you have different air types of books. I, I think you get what I'm saying here is that as you're organizing things, you're sorting them by category and storing like items together because then you know where they are. The, that's the point of having an organizing system is to save you time. You don't have to wonder, well, where do I keep my novels or where do I keep my um, skincare back stock? 
whatever it is, you know where, if, if you store all those things together, you know where they are. When you bring new ones in, you know where to put them. And it saves the time of trying to remember where you have, where things are or forgetting that you have things until they've gone, you know, they've expired. So sort things by category and store like things together when you can. Uh, the fourth tip for organizing things is kind of a similar one, and that is to store things close to where you use them. This is a great organization principle that saves tons of time if you have the things that you need in the place where you need to use them. So, you know, a simple example would be to store your coffee mugs and your coffee pods near the coffee maker or storing all your baking tools. If you sometimes like to bake bread or bake cakes or, you know, bake something, having all your baking tools in one cabinet. So everything's right there. Maybe having a caddy where you have pens, stamps, envelopes together with bills that need to be paid or, you know, a, a stack of cards, greeting cards to send to people. If you have all that stuff together, it makes it very simple for you to do the task um, that you would use them for. Or cleaning supplies, store those close to where you use them. I have a, um, a closet where I keep kind of the what I would call the backstock, the the extras of of my cleaning supplies, but I have like bathroom cleaning supplies in each bathroom because then if I'm in there and I realize, hey, this bathroom needs to be cleaned, everything I need to do it is right there and I can do it very quickly. So I don't have to go looking for it. Uh, I just have to periodically restock as I use things up. So storing things close to where you use them is a great organizational principle. Basically, then number five, the most important principle for getting organized is, as far as organizing your stuff is to establish a place for everything you have in your home. And then part two of that is to cultivate the habit of regularly putting things back where they belong after you're done using them, putting them away. And we've talked in the past about, you know, having a 10-minute a reset at the end of the day where you kind of quickly go through the public areas of your house and uh, put things back where they belong, get the dirty dishes out of the living room and put them in the dishwasher, uh, you know, whatever that might be. It's kind of a two-step process to get organized and to stay organized. You can get organized by simply determining where each item in your home belongs, having a place for it. But to stay organized, you have to cultivate this habit intentionally of regularly putting things back where they belong. And we've talked in the past about foregoing the just, just for now idea of dropping something somewhere for now uh, thinking you'll get back to it later. Instead, taking a moment, purposely cultivating this habit of when you are done using something, taking the the 60 seconds it takes to put it back where it belongs. And once that has become a habit for you, that becomes the key to maintaining the organization system once you've put it in place. And finally, I would say my tip number six is to get help if you need it. If you feel overwhelmed with uh, the, the idea of trying to get your stuff, 
and your space organized, or if you have a hard time getting motivated to start or to keep going once you have started, get some help. There, there are different ways of doing that. You can hire a professional organizer to help you set up your system if your budget allows, or work out an arrangement with a friend to help you. If you've got a friend that you feel like is really well-organized, talk with her about how, you know, what you can trade off. Either she can help you get your space organized and then you'll go to her house and help her. Or if there's something else you can do for her, some skill you have that you can barter with her, trade with her for her help in, in getting, you know, coming alongside you and working with you. Another way to get help or to get motivation is that's totally free is things like YouTube videos. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of YouTube channels that are devoted to these concepts of getting organized. And sometimes just watching those, you can get ideas and you can get inspiration and you can get motivated to get started on your own organization project. So those are just a few thoughts. We're going to get more into more detail on some of this stuff in the, the coming year, but these are some thoughts that I've been having some steps that I've been trying to take to sort of get things back under control after a couple of months of things being kind of crazy around here. I would love to know what you think. What are your favorite tips for getting organized or staying organized? Um, what works for you or where do you struggle? Is there a particular area of your home or your, your workspace that you struggle with getting organized? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and we can maybe help each other out. You can share your tips or your struggles, uh, your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 381. That is also where you'll find links for some of the articles I mentioned and some other resources that you might find helpful. Or you can post a comment or question about this on the Productive Woman Facebook page uh, anybody can comment there. If you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's always a great place to continue these discussions. Maybe if you're looking for an accountability partner or somebody to come alongside you, or if you've got you know a great tip for getting our space organized, uh, share that in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, and we can all help each other out that way. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would look forward to hearing from you. Quick reminder that if you want to join me for the, the next quarterly planning retreat, a kind of a long weekend retreat at the end of March, uh, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Uh, just as a reminder, I mentioned this in case you didn't hear uh, last week, I'll host up to four women at my home here in North Texas uh, for a quarterly weekend planning retreat here at, as I said, at my home. And there will be a small charge just to cover food and supplies, and you'll be responsible for your transportation costs to get here. Uh, the first one will be the last week of March. I think that's March 25th through 27th. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com for more information. 
And remember, if one of your goals this year is to advance your education and or your career, you can remember to visit the UCI website at ce.uci.edu slash learn now to see how UCI's Division of Continuing Education can support those goals. Once more, that's ce.uci.edu slash learn now, and there will be a link in the show notes. And thank you to UCI for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. 